Hello, my young darling fascist ones. This is your give me some more money Matthew Sanborn Smith and his bully boy bastard beware the hairy mango. Today's story is all about not wanting to stop and ask directions. If your post-battle marathon gets way the hell a spot out of hand, you may find yourself in the Thrace race. The Thrace Race by Matthew Sanborn Smith. It's a little-known fact that the Cold War's space race went a tad off track in the early 60s due to a clerical error. Someone with poor handwriting wrote something that looked more like Thrace than space. The Soviets got a hold of this info and figured something good had to be there. They changed the trajectories of their rockets, sending their next few satellites plowing into the sides of the Balkan Mountains. Seeing all the action over there, the Americans assumed their enemies knew what they were doing. President Kennedy went on TV and promised we were going to put a man in Thrace and bring him safely back to Earth again. The Bulgarians and insisted there were already plenty of men in Thrace, and every one of them was simultaneously safe on Earth, except maybe for Denislav, who was sitting in a tree at the time of their statement. Most of the rest of the world was trying to understand what all the Thrace fuss was about, and chalked it up to a desire to find the birthplace of native son Kirk Douglas, who had led a slave revolt against the Italians in 1960. The Greeks and Turks advised the Americans to land in the NATO part of Thrace, to maybe, you know, avoid starting World War III, because the second sequel is never good, especially when the first two were terrible. The United States had no idea idea what they were talking about. Finally, the Americans hit upon an idea that would save everyone a great deal of trouble. They rented a studio and faked a Soviet landing in Thrace. Their versions of cosmonauts were well-tanned and beautiful and encountered weird creatures in Thrace as the resulting film showed. It seems the Thracings had gotten a hold of a few episodes of Sergeant Bilko and loved it so much they modeled their entire society around it. Also, they were broccoli monsters. They quickly threw together a poker game, calmed the Soviets out of their spacecraft, and ate the cosmonauts who were gone without a Thrace. The Soviet government had become so Byzantine by that time, everyone at the Kremlin assumed they had actually reached Thrace and someone in a different department was responsible for it. They celebrated and organized the funerals. Turns out there was something of interest in Thrace to a superpower. Thrace had been the birthplace of Herodicus, the ancient Greek father of sports medicine. Later Soviet expeditions, after they had recovered from their initial shock about the disappearance of an entire race of fast-talking broccoli monsters, uncovered Herodicus's secret, which was mostly steroids, which should surprise no one who watched the Olympic athletes from across the Warsaw Pact. By the time the Americans had realized their blunder, all that was left for them was Gatorade. Never in the field of human kind of sort of conflict was so much disappointment felt by so many for so few electrolytes. When it was all over, the superpowers weren't even sure where space was anymore. They did figure out where they left off eventually, but only after they retraced their steps. <laughs> If this story greased you up, you can massage it and other slip and slides at the sightseeing of the AGN, BewareTheHairyMango.com. I got some mail! Email BewareTheHairyMango. It takes more than one to tango. The only other rhyme is Durango. Unless you stretch Mustango. Paranatural writes, Dear your mangoness, I'm sorry that you are contacted less frequently than is suggested by the FDA. It's just that between dyeing my dog and getting my hair neutered, it's been difficult to wedge in the time. However, because in Bat Chef you mentioned Baton Rouge and that is where I happen to live, I figured it was divine mango intervention. Let me know if you require any Louisiana-based misinformation. Seriously though, thank you for your podcast. I'm sorry to hear my podcast averages will be less silly, longer, and less fun within a year. 
Thanks, Paranatural. Sorry for killing the show and everything. Thanks to your revelatory email, I realize my owners must have had my hair neutered years ago. That's why my head looks as bad as it does. Well, that's one of the reasons. Most of the others are genetic. I actually drove through Baton Rouge in 2013 going back and forth to San Antonio for Worldcon. I apologize for not waving as I passed. And now you must listen to yourselves. Are you still listening? Thanks to David Bradshaw at davidbradshawmusic.com for his nifty email tune. Go visit his site and buy all of his things, even the things he doesn't have for sale. Maybe you could stage a hostile takeover of his underwear. Now it's your turn to bother me. Wretch sexily in the comments for this post or Getty Lee mail me and we'll rush to our personal train to Bangkok at matthewatbewarethehairymango.com and once I've overdosed, defibrillate me closer to the heart at bewarethehairymango at gmail.com. On all the nights before we say we're never trying ayahuasca again, the SF and SF signal stands for surreal frolic. Not that those of us with access to sfsignal.com paraphernalia have a problem with dancing through the forest of ravioli per se. The problem is when the cheese filling becomes our mother's left breast and demands we perform acts of contrition for all the Peter Frampton posters we ate at the beekeeper's orgasm diner. That'll take the frolic right out of you. Tumble in the jungle that all your tulliest Jethro's follow me at bewarethehairymango.tumblr.com. Wait a minute, isn't he going to eventually dump us like he did with Twitter? You're not in this for the end, my friends. You're here to hang on to your hats and enjoy the bumpy ride. And something about seatbelts, I think. Throw your subscribe device into overdrive and drive over to the get the mango button on the houston astro homepage then keep driving four of your dollars over to my paypal account each month and get the super secret elitist mango episodes and pretend you're somebody on the inside like a high degree freemason or something in truth these episodes are too hot for them they're like the solvent for the mortar between the stones their eye pyramids will crumble but that's what happens when masons work for free it was worse than when the knights of columbus built that bowling alley without any nails we were just rolling our balls into a pile of rubble this podcast drips cheesily from the lips of a guy who really likes to make out with pizzas. He's not interested in eating them, unless by that term you're referring to the oral stimulation of pizza genitalia, which is pretty hot, especially when the pizzas just come out of the oven. Today he's licking pepperoni, tomorrow he's sodomizing a saucy Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until your friends at the 18th Century Discotheque Stable 54 start doing the Natty Bumpo, this will smell like middle-aged spirit Matthew Sanborn Smith reminding you to avoid those guys at the Super Bowl parties. They may seem nice, but they're only looking for a little tailgate. Good night. <laughs>